Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, another edition of Web3 Weekly. I am Crypto Kenny, the one, the only, except I'm the real Crypto Kenny on TikTok because some bastard stole my tag. Anyway, that's who I am. Welcome to Web3 Weekly. Um, if you are not subscribed to the channel, definitely check us out. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. Uh, check out our latest video, which will be right here, or actually, since I'm mirrored, it's going to be right here. Um, that will be an interview with the uh, Web2 brand Catharsis that has migrated into Web3. They're doing some really awesome stuff with digital and in real life wearables. You guys should check that video out if you haven't thus far. So that being said, today we're going to do a little bit of a different, uh, a different kind of uh, style podcast here. We're going to be talking about blockchain gaming uh, as like a panel here today. And who knows what we'll get into. We don't have a, a set schedule. We want to talk about the space in its entirety and uh, some of the good, some of the bad, what we see coming in the future. I might get some alpha dropped here and there. So this is going to be super fun. So I have with me Biz and Cyan. They're going to be here talking with me. Um, and I'm going to let you let them tell you about some of the projects that they're involved in. And we're going to just have some fun and talk crypto gaming. Got the comic book background here. We're all chilling and vibing. We got Elon over here smoking a joint with us. It's going to be fantastic. All right, guys. So, so real, real quick, guys, real quick. First of all, thank you so much for uh, taking the time here to jump on and, and uh, talk about crypto, talk about gaming, two of the greatest subjects in existence, in my opinion. Um, and and you both, you just give me just a, a quick rundown of number one, how you got started in, in crypto uh, as a whole, and then what led you to crypto gaming and what you find um, uh, like intriguing about gaming in, in crypto and on the blockchain. Take it, Mr. Biz. Okay, hey, th uh, Crypto Kenny, thanks for having us on. Uh, it's a, uh, it's an honor to be here with you. Um, it's funny uh, you mentioned uh, about our journey. Uh, so, with my journey, I had a friend come up to me. He said, "You know, you got to pay attention to this opportunity." So he introduced me to the whole crypto mining uh, business. So I got introduced that way back in uh, 2017, and about October-ish. So just before the peak of the bull, but it was going there. You know, you got the China flood and all that. Uh, and then from there, I uh, dabbled around, uh, started to invest into the big uh, L1s. Uh, Ethereum was pretty big at the time. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, floor just got taken out and uh, we were surviving for our lives uh, for the next couple of years there. Uh, fast forward, uh, it wasn't until um, being around the industry, uh, we sort of, or I sort of looked at gaming as a possibility. I heard of Axie. Axie kind of uh, painted the possibility that you could... Uh, play a game and earn rewards i thought that was fascinating and it was kind of hooked by the concept uh which then led me to look into other projects um i think at the time that was like sort of peak um euphoria with the facebook announcement of meta and mm -hmm. from there we started i started looking into projects that had a little bit more um, thought into other tokenomics and stuff like that just wanted to look and more into the team found a couple projects started following that and then next thing you know i'm hooked uh into the whole business model behind be, behind dows guilds and 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 the works fantastic man we're gonna talk about that in a minute i i actually uh I'm, I'm pretty big in the mining sector too and was also a very big investor uh initially on axi infinity so we'll, we'll maybe we'll get into that a little bit here in a minute too all right science so what about you man so I was introduced to crypto generally and around the same time that Biz said, like around 2017, probably I had a friend who was just telling me about Bitcoin, like, you know, one of my nerd friends who was in it like a couple of years prior to that. And um, I got into it like and this was actually this was actually after the that the the, the crash in 2018. So mm -hmm. it was probably Bitcoin was at like bouncing around between like six and 10,000 when I first like heard of it. And so um, I started and he was actually all in on like the bear market. Like he was trying to get me like short it and stuff like that and opened a big short at around the 6K region. And it did one of those classic things that Bitcoin does where it kind of like fakes out and then goes back up. Yeah. And I, lost, yeah. Like, I lost my shirt on that. And then I did another short when it actually dumped and I made some of it back. But then, um, Anyway, I, I don't even get into all my moves, but like, so I was kind of introduced just like as like a, as an investor from that point of view. And I got both, I both did well and got burned. So I experienced a little bit of it. And then I got burned really bad um, because I basically got greedy when it started the bull market and I opened up a bunch of like leveraged longs and we don't have to, we don't have to replay March, 2020, but yeah. I was one of the people that got liquidated. <laughs> so uh that was extremely <laughs> like a good lesson, a good lesson. So yeah. anyway, um, that kind of like, that made me like 
look away from crypto for a little bit because I literally had no money anyway from it. I was like, oh, I can't. There's, I kind of believed in it. I, or I still believed in it, but I just didn't have any money. Then um, come, come like this last cycle, I, I, I actually had like a business idea and I was like looking into Ethereum as a way to develop like an application. And so I bought the how to develop on Ethereum book. Um, like it's like one of the more popular ones. I forget the guy's name, but, mm-hmm. and, and I was like completely blown away as because mm-hmm. I'm a software engineer or used to be. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, dude, this is like actually insanely useful. Like, this is crazy. This is like a decentralized database. I was actually a backend engineer. So I was very familiar with databases and how they operate. And I was like, this is actually just like, basically the easiest way to put this is like, it's a decentralized database. And, mm-hmm. and I also like philosophically, you know, found the centralization of fiat, like a little concerning yeah. um, as many people probably do in the crypto space. So I was like, I'm all in on this. And then, so that kind of like hyped me up just like just understanding the potential, which unfortunately did cloud some of my investment decisions for sure. Yeah. So I definitely lost money in the, in the last crash, like, like a lot of people and that's like, that's okay. But um, I still fully believe in the, in the actual tech. Right. And so I started to just get into like these niche, I started to get into more like niche projects. And then once I, I've always been a gamer. And so like, once I kind of understood like NFTs and like how they'll just, you know, basically like any, any item in a digital game, like I spent out like hundreds of hours grinding destiny. Right. Mm-hmm. And like plenty of people have grinded other MMOs and stuff like that. And it's, so it's very easy to understand that like people will pay money, like there's value in video games. Right. But right now all that value is just kind of like held and like, not even that it's like held by the um, game producer as like they're, they're bad and they're just, try- it's just like, there's no way for them to really distribute any of that value. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just how it works. And I, I was like, oh dude, like now that there's going to be a way for them to do that, this is inevitable. Like, and I still, to this day, like maybe to my detriment, I view it as 100% inevitable. Like this is better. It's like a better way of doing it. So mm-hmm. there's going to be bumps. There's going to be hiccups. The market is the market. A market is irrational. So anything can happen in a market, but as far as the technology, I think it actually solves a problem and it will produce a better product in long-term. So that made me like just really hone in on gaming because I was like, this is the most clear thing to me that like, you can make your arguments against Bitcoin. You can uh, uh, like working out as in like, oh, the States can just regulate it or this or that can happen and whatever. But as far as like with video games, I'm like, it's pretty hard to make an argument against it. This is like the biggest industry in the world. It eats up like every other industry. And so, and you're going to tell me that like, players aren't going to eventually like want to be able to own the assets that they're producing. And like, you don't think that user generated content, like people being at like Roblox, look at Roblox. Like mm-hmm. if users could build a Roblox world that people want to play in and monetize that, you don't think that's yep. like going to be cool. Right. So just things like that kind of made me like, that's why I'm kind of obsessed with the space now, as far as game by specifically mm-hmm. got into a couple projects, met Mr. Biz through like this other, this project called Mobland. Um, we basically met uh, like a couple other people that had similar mindset and we're like, okay, we're going to try to form a gaming guild because we just think this is going to be kind of the future. And we're going to try to just work with it and kind of see where it's going and see if we can kind of do this all together. And, and, um, you know, again, very much uh, focus on education and stuff like that, like the alpha mutants is, and again, it's why I love it, um, in there, I think it's providing a legitimate service, you know, to people. So, so yeah, that's, that's how I'm here and why I said Fantastic, guys. So you, I, I've been. I actually was typing a few questions here. With you bring up a lot of good points, I'd like to touch on um, uh, with with uh, some of your guys' intros there. So just tell me really quickly um, what you guys are doing with the project that you're working on right now. Would you, uh, uh, the like the um, name and what you guys are building and and what the the, the long term view is for it. And then we can drop a link here in the description, guys, if you want to get involved with this. Because I'll tell you in just a second what my opinion is on on. Uh, um, uh, basically on, on mastermind gaming guilds in the future. And it's very positive. So I'll talk about that in a second, but you guys let us know how people can get involved with what you guys are currently working on and, and what, you, what the vision is for it. Yeah. I think, uh, before we even get into sort of, uh, you know, the nature of how we even began a, a DAO or a guild, I think what was more important was understanding where the industry needed to go. Um, what were the pain points, what was unsolvable? You know, how are the current guilds right now operating and why is it not really viable, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are trying to figure this out. And so from that lens, and I mean, it wasn't even from that lens. I mean, the, it was clear our core motivation is, in, in, in essence is to have, is to, as a member or a 
person person participating in a, in GameFi is to have success, and success is measured through result. But to do it over and over again, it, it makes it more sustainable. But to have an ecosystem that can support this whole sustainable model, well, that resonates big time on not just me, but like for our community. And if you have a sort of framework or maybe an infrastructure that you can lean on, then coming up with models or services as a wrapper to facilitate a more complex ecosystem becomes much more apparent. And so from out of that forms a group of members coming together with similar views, similar goals, you know, aspiring to onboard members uh, in participating in more complex ecosystems by breaking those complex ecosystems into more consumable, digestible pieces. And so you can really take this model and break it down however you like. And so what's really good is that everybody specializes within our DAO. They all have their own talents and, and gifts and abilities. And I think working and understanding our members and seeing what they're good at, we're able to come up with ideas and strategies on what we can do and how we can navigate this game by space. Because I think one thing's for sure, or one thing we hope is that, do we see the long-term success of GameFi? Do we believe that a metaverse sustainable ecosystem is even possible? Because if we think that it's not possible, then we might as well not start because there's, we're all, all we're gonna do is just be waiting for proof. Or if you believe in it, when there's nothing, when there's no proof, but you understand sort of how the infrastructure are, are, is laid out in front of us, and you can sort of see that A leads to B, which then leads to C, which then goes back to A, if that loop makes sense to you, then we can all play our part as members within projects towards this uh, sustainable participation. Instead of earning rewards, market dump, now we earn rewards and support the protocol and taking profits responsibly instead of sabotaging it. So, uh, sorry, that's a very high level. Um, no. And then obviously with, with Cyan, yeah, if you want to add to that, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a thing. Like, yeah, Mr. Biz, when uh, he gets on his GameFi kind of like stuff, I love it. I love to listen. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, really the way I look at it is, is, is pretty simple from like kind of, I guess, like a business point of view. I'm just... I'm kind of like, I want to do whatever I can. Like, I want to fill the need, right? So I think I think we all see that there's a need. Like, we, you wouldn't have started Alpha Mutants if there wasn't a need there, right? There's a need for education, right? right? There's a need um, There's a need for exactly what Mr. Business is talking about, like kind of a sustainable model where you can bring people into an ecosystem that aren't purely just like pump and dump and kind of like, let me just quickly like make more NFTs and dump them. Like, this is obviously not sustainable. We all learned that. We all deserve, um, you know, some forgiveness for like not knowing what exactly these models would lead to like it's understandable we're all we're all excited and all um we want to see the future come about but at the same time like we have to understand that that first iteration of game five was dog shit like it just it wasn't good like it, it was pretty clear that this was not going to work but in the moment you just kind of want to get in and get your get your your profit so i think the first thing is we obviously have to have these projects like come to completion that are sustainable that have like an actual economy that is more complicated than just like you have an nft that prints a token and then you market dump that i think we've all learned that lesson and there's a lot of projects that are now working on implementing a real economy right yeah. so that's great that's step number one and they need that but those projects still they need players right and they mm -hmm. need marketing they need and, and this is a very new space obviously like this is like i always like to say and i'm sure this is the first time you're hearing like analogy like this like it's like the internet in the 90s right it's like you know, you can go look at the, the the interview with David Letterman and Bill Gates, where David Letterman's like, what do we need the internet for? We have the radio. Like, he's like, well, you'll be able to listen to a baseball game. And it's like, well, we already have the radio. Like, like yeah. people don't understand it until yeah. there's like a real problem that it's solving their lives. And that's understandable. But in order for those people to come into the, the, the space and utilize it properly, they, they have to understand what's going on. They have to understand like how, like, like Mr. Business is saying, how can, how can they participate in like a kind of a sustainable way that works out for everybody in the long run? Yep. Well, that ecosystem has to be able to capture value. Like that's the key. Like those, those tokens, they have to actually be able to like, first of all, people have to want to come in and play. So mm -hmm. it has to be fun. That's hands down. Like no, no, no game. You're not going to like, like economy your way into a good game. Like the game has to be fun to play, period. Okay. Yep. So now you have a fun game. We've solved that problem. How do you make it so that like, as more people come in, the economy is actually like filling up with money. 
that, yeah. that can be properly distributed around so people feel incentivized to, 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 to work and to do like provide services to play the game, to earn these rewards. And then, yeah, they're earning something, but they're not just like, they, they're not destroying the ecosystem by market dumping and exiting. Actually, no, they want to stay in because yeah. there's more money to be made in the ecosystem. It's, it's growing and, it, and it, it actually keeps that value in the ecosystem rather than just like market dumps it. So that's what you're looking for in an economy now. So I think me and both, both me and Mr. Biz like really kind of came together because we are both like looking for like, what is that? Like, what does an economy, what does an in-game economy look like that can actually like last yeah. for a long time? And yeah. once we identify that, that's where the guild comes in and we're like, okay, well, what can we do to like, kind of utilize our collective community to take advantage of that mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't want you know we'll get into more but that's kind of like that initial yeah thing i could i could already tell that we're gonna have to do a subsequent episode because you guys are bringing up so many things that i want to get i and we're not gonna have time this hour to get to everything but, yeah. let, but let's let's start on it anyway okay so uh, to your point i just received a, a clipping from a a, a a story dropped on september 9th uh, uh 2022 said that uh, it has a picture and it says of a, of a newspaper clipping um, that says internet, maybe just a passing fad as millions give up on it. All right. And then it right beside it, a subsequent ad today that uh, on the, the uh, 19th that said Bitcoin looks like a faded fad as fed goes all in on rate hikes. Right. And, and the, the, one of the, my partner, one of my partners sent me that and I said, you know, is that it, it's always so funny, the rhyme in history, right. That, 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 that we see these things happen. And I believe that, 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this time frame in cryptocurrency and be like, wow, like a lot of people are just gonna be like, wow, I missed the boat because I allowed the the sentiment of early technology, you know, uh, get to me. So I think that that was just a good point to make. Now, let, let me let me go ahead and post something up here, too, that that's actually positive. So um, as of this, these are these are this is all data that that's been collected in the last uh, that, that has was put out within the last 30 days or so. So blockchain game, gaming industry grew 2,000% in the past year. So from July 2021 to July 2022, 2,000% gain um, in blockchain gaming. And then also we have here that usage and investment across the blockchain gaming sector increased in the first quarter of 2022, uh, making up 52% of all blockchain activity, okay? So th this is this is 52% of all blockchain activity across all L1s, L2s, every every you know current blockchain which is in the in the multi thousands, right? 52% more than half of activity is connected to gaming. And we and as you said, most of gaming is still shit and it's still 52% of blockchain activities in gaming. So I I think the first thing we should talk about is which is a big point um with this um so with gaming, I, I have been involved with blockchain gaming since basically block before blockchain gaming was even being talked about, right? So I was a very early investor in Axie Infinity, made a killing in Axie Infinity, right? So I was I was building scholarship programs. I had a 10,000 member scholarship program at one point in time at Axie Infinity, wrote it through the boom. Um, it you know made it made a ton of money. Would have made way more if had I had I been uh deep deep into the tokenomics and 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 understood took time to understand that the inflationary tokenomics was just not going to last and took a deep dive into it and everything but i was also involved with d race uh one of the seed investors in d race i would obviously and you probably heard the discord i was i was in the within the first two weeks of the launch of peg Axie. i was playing in Krabata, you know and a dozen other smaller you know gaming uh gaming um uh and and i think the biggest thing that i've seen and this is what I want to get your guys' opinion on, is what's currently out there. Like all of those, those for me were were you know good experiences because you know I could make some money in them. But as a gamer, I'll tell you right now, as as a long gamer, a lifetime gamer, none of those protocols were fun to play. Like none of them. There, if, if there was not a reward to those things, I wouldn't even have been playing them. Right? They weren't good enough. They 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 had they did not have the ability to pull me in as a gamer now i will tell you this i will tell you that some of the stuff that gatla is currently developing um i sat down and play because it's fun um champions ascension is a game that they have and i'm a weird gamer i, li I like strategy based games i'm a real big fan of that type of stuff and so they have a card a card based game something comparable to like you know Yu Gi Oh or something of that nature 
And, uh, and um, I, I've actually sit down and played that game for a couple hours at a time because it's fun, right? It's, it's, a, it's a type of game. And, and, uh, and you see other games coming out now that, that develop, uh, developing that don't even have their tokenomics in yet. They're really just building the, the, the game uh, before they release any type of economy. So this is my question. And this is a deep question, I understand. So we'll try to compact it as much as we can. What do you guys believe that the gaming, that the blockchain gaming sector, the account, like the, the, um, what does it have to become in order to, to, to get mass adoption? Because some people don't even believe that we need to monetize it, right? They, they, and some people believe that it has to have some type of monetization or it's not going to be anything different than playing in web two, right? So what, what do you guys think the answer is to that sweet medium, that, that spot where we can, we can give value without over inflating an economy and making it like a pump and dump to where we only have like a six month life cycle. What, what, what is your guys' opinion on the, on that? Um, sure. That's actually a really good uh, question. Uh, to me, I would think, uh, and just based off of uh, the general population, like, first of all, who, who are we targeting or who can we target? Like if we're talking about mass adoption, if we make the game skill-based, is that going to be mass adoption? If we make it less of a skill-based game, would that, increase user participation across the board by widening it out the, uh, uh, the you know the market the, the target market and so if you keep it as wide as possible introduce simple game mechanics that is fun addictive and by means of addictive you would have to assume that these would have to revolve around nfts that are upgradable right and so the whole mm -hmm. purpose of this is you take your nft you go and complete and do your task you go and battle, you earn the rewards, you put it back into your NFT, or you maybe use it, utilize it towards other tokens. And these tokens, and it really depends on sort of the, what you're trying to achieve here. But if you think about economy, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of commodities. Well, if you were to utilize these commodities to bring value back to your NFT character, well, then it becomes much more complicated because instead of market dumping the, the exact rewards, which you need to utilize towards another asset or to uh, maybe farm another asset, which then goes back towards upgrading your NFT, maybe, right? I mean, maybe if, that, if that's the case, then um, uh, it would give the user much more to think about. Mm -hmm. So when you introduce these different um, uh, consume, consume, uh, consumption points, you then challenge the user to now think, do I take profits now or do I take profits later? And in business, when you think about, should I buy this now or should I buy this later? It's almost exactly the same. Now, that's just on the NFT level where you're upgrading maybe a character of some sort. But what if you introduce other stuff like land and other, other stuff that you can build on top of it? Well, then you just expand the operations to much more than just going out there and with your characters. And if you do that, well, all of a sudden, the loop itself becomes much more, com well, maybe challenging in a sense, right? Where it's more interesting, where it keeps the user engaged. It's not very simple. It's not just you can just follow uh, where this token goes, bring it back. To, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, that's pretty much the game right there. No, actually, you could do, you could participate as, as another type of player. So instead of a grinder, you can go maybe capitalist or other sort of ways. And so really when you're looking at games and their ecosystems, you want to, I, I guess nothing is, there is no ecosystem right now because none of it has been delivered or shipped out. Mm -hmm. But what you want to uh, sort of going forward is understand the type of considerations that went behind the infrastructure or have they even had these types of considerations? Because that's quite telling to see whether they've onboarded or if they're going to go the right way about onboarding and then take a look at the genre, right? If it's less of a skilled base, then you know it appeals to a wider market. So when we talk about uh, onboarding use, uh, lots of users, well, that's one way where I see a lower barrier to entry. And so mm -hmm. these are the sort of mechanisms I'm looking for when it comes to looking at different games. And I'm thinking like there's going to be many different ways. Like I've heard you can, you can um, sort of, oh, maybe the token mo the tokenomics model, it doesn't really work. So instead of that, let's just keep it skins. Let's just keep yeah. it cosmetics. Yeah. But it's like, really, if we if we just think, uh, oh, on, on a cosmetic level, well, what's, it, it, can that really be sustainable in the long term? Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe because every life or every game has its life cycle and the more complex and challenging and more dynamic it is, well, that's going to keep the user more engaged. But if it's just cosmetics, well, maybe that life cycle shortens drastically. 
Yeah. And so when I'm thinking long term and I'm thinking five to 10 years out, I'm really putting a lot of considerations into infrastructure. And because we have to understand one thing when it comes to Web3 games and Web2 games, the key difference is user ownership. And mm-hmm. so we have to embrace the user ownership part by also embracing the tendencies between each user and what they will do in terms of how they're going to take profits. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely, man. Let, and let me, let me do a response here and then we'll let Siang jump in on his. So, so I, I think that's very interesting. And, and I, I, I agree with you completely that the, uh, I believe that, that the majority of the, the previous games and the current working games now that, that they were, um, you know, they were obviously first movers. And so they're very early, but I think a lot of them were more focused on the monetization um, as opposed to the longevity and how does this how does this work over a long time frame, right? It's really funny. So I was on a call a couple of days ago with the CEO of Phantasma, right? Who are they're trying to build a, a a chain that basically caters to gaming and media and those type of things. They have programmably upgradable NFTs and, and that type of stuff, which I think has got a real good use case inside the system. And so we were trying kind of playing devil's advocate with gaming, and he was talking to me, and he's like, you know, so if we look at it, he's like most games in web two have like a life cycle, right? They have a hype cycle and then they die down and you lose 95% of the player base and you only have some hardcore players that last forever. And he's like, so, you know, so, so it's difficult for web three developers to, to, you know, for companies to develop these games because they, you know, they have such a short life cycle and they take a long time to develop and, and adding tokenomics is another complication on top of that. And so we were, we were talking about that and I said, well, I said, you're right. So he's playing devil's advocate. So my, my, my response to him was this. So I think, I think two factors people aren't, aren't really looking into here. I think the think the, the big factor is if, when, when we see upgrades in, in web two gaming, when we see developments, we got to download, you know, an upgrade to a system or whatever. Um, and, and they continue to, to, we have to continue to pay for updates to systems or for uh, extended packages onto games we've already beat and, and things like this. That's, that's the current system. Right. And, um those, those have a limit too, because people eventually stop paying for, you know, updates and upgrades. So uh, but my thing is with, with, with web three is we don't exactly understand how long the, the, uh, um, the life cycle of games are going to be on web three because the, 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 a different factor that we, that we can't calculate yet is NFTs that are progressively upgradable, right? That, that, or, or NFTs that can learn and be upgraded themselves, um, so th- these things are, are interesting because we don't have to have a studio say, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to develop this, this particular direction of the game. And then we're going to let you guys download it because w- th- there's a potential on these blockchains to allow the player base to develop how the game actually develops itself in their characters, in, in the worlds and all these type of things. I said, so, th- so theoretically speaking, like the longevity of blockchain games could be four, five, 10 X, the longevity of web three games, because there's, there's so much more that you can create. And I said, number two, my other response to him was, was this, um, cause we were talking about the, the long-term monetization. So, I mean, you know, we all know that the best selling game of all time is Minecraft, right. By, by a lot, like Minecraft has done more in sales than any other game by like three X, right. No one's even, no, nothing else is even close. And why is that? And, and I, I think think that that question, working from fir- first principles and, and and applying that to blockchain, it makes a lot of sense. It why is that? It because it was the it was the first instance where creators could come onto a game and they could develop something using preset tools, and they could develop their own their own worlds, their own games, their own items, and they could allow other people to experience those things. Right. So the game continued to be fun because I could complete one world, and there's ten thousand others out there that I could jump in and play these other things. And I think that that idea, like the crazy thing is, is uh, Minecraft is a game that was built for Web three, right? Like it's way before its time. It, it, it's a game that should be on Web three, and games like that should exist on Web three. So, my 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 thing was that that you know I I believe that the initial uh, the initial games that are going to pull people from Web two are going to be games like that that allow people to create developers and just game enthusiasts to create content. And then monetize that content, right? Yep. And, and that that's going to be insane. But but so, Cyan, you want to jump yep. in on that? Just your thoughts. I mean, yeah, that was. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think both of you touched on two of the biggest things that I would say. Like literally, the two biggest things that I'm looking for. A, Mr. Biz talked about opportunity cost when everything that he was saying, like, oh, do I cash out or do I reinvest it? That's mm-hmm. that's that's just opportunity cost, right? That's what the real world is. When you get a thousand dollars 
there's a million options that you have to do with that thousand dollars. You can go spend it on food or you can go, you could go invest it in some kind of thing that will help you make money in the future. You could go buy a camera and start snapping photos and sell those photos. Like there's all types of things you can do with that money. And that opportunity cost is what makes it valuable because you're sitting there like, okay, like I have options to consume it. So like there's everyone wants dollars because they can do anything they want with it. Right. So the, a game, first of all, is going to need to, this is like kind of the simple thing that needs to get right. It needs to, I think it needs to have enough things in the economy that gives those players choices as to like whether they even want to cash out or not. Like yeah. if I earn a thousand rupees or whatever it is, and like, there's this sword that I can get that there's only 2000 of them in the world. And it's going to help me with this raid boss. Well, that is going to have monetary value to everybody. So I can yeah. sit there and decide is being able to defeat that raid boss more important or is maybe getting like a hundred dollars for it right now more important. And then people will be mm-hmm. constantly making these economic decisions. That's, that's an economy. Second of all, to touch on what you were saying about like monetize, like these game developers, like, um, you know, like how, how are they going to monetize it? Like you were saying right now, it's like, we have to pay for a lot of games. Like they have season packs and you like pay $30 to have the season and you get all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, think about when a game gets to the point that you were talking about at the end, which is user generated content, right. With Minecraft and yeah. they have, and crypto just gives you this perfect, easy way to just do royalty fees, right? Like what if a game developer can create a world that other players can come and enjoy and use and create stuff in it. And they're just constant off of every transaction that happens. They're just getting 1% or two and a half percent or 5%, yep. right? Mm-hmm. All the players are still, that's as, as long as the tax isn't too high, yeah. Like all the players are still going to feel incentivized to go in, get their stuff, make their money. And the developers, all they have to do is keep like, is maintain a world where other people can come and create value and make money. Okay. And then they're going to make, they're going to make more than any game. To, the, the, the first protocol that does this correctly is going to make more money than every other game ever. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just because there's nothing like that in games yet. Okay, look at YouTube. And I, I actually made a video like a week or two ago for this project Mobland that we that we like for these reasons. Um, and, and I brought this analogy up like Netflix versus YouTube. Netflix, mm-hmm. like when it wants to have new content, it has to pay for all that content. It has to, if, it, if it's an original, it's millions of dollars to produce that. If it's just yeah. like another show, they're just paying a licensing fee, right? Whereas YouTube, they just maintain a platform and they get, they get all this data from all of us uploading stuff to YouTube. And so they're, they're, they get to like monetize that data. They get to sell ads. They're, they're making so much money and they don't have to plan the content. They don't have to do anything. They just, they mm-hmm. literally just provide a platform for us to go and create value and to consume it. And that's all that, a, a, everything that we're saying here can be bottled up almost into that. We need a game that has that model and we're going to get it. It's, it's only a matter of time. Roblox, Minecraft, these are both like like you said, these are web two versions that really were before their time. They, they're going to be web three, right? right? Or they should be web three. And um, so it's like opportunity cost and it's user generated content that I think is like everything. And so that's what I'm looking for in, 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 um, in, in game like ecosystems. Like, is there going to be user generated content? Is there some value? Like if the game is fun, is, are there things in the game that a new player can come in and buy to make their experience better? If that's yeah. true. Then, then I will benefit from playing it and accumulating assets because look, whether it's $1,000 or $100, the point is there's value being captured. It, yeah. you, know, you can make the economic decision yourself. It's, I, no one said it was, maybe we had this, uh, we had a little bit of a, a moment of just kind of like max irrationality in the market where like people expected they were gonna like make a full-time living off of like clicking buttons yeah. in the game. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I think it's possible that someone will eventually like yeah. definitely just can, can make their whole salary from playing games. Just like someone can make their whole salary from making YouTube videos. Like th- that's obviously going to be a thing, but like, I don't think you should like look at that as like the main goal of the platform. It's more yeah. like there's fun things happening. And yes, some people do really well and make money off of it like fully, but either way you're capturing whatever value you do create. Yeah. 100%, man. I, I agree with you 100%. And I think that you know, I the, the, I think that the the downturn in the market and the the massive amount of fear in the market, I think it fueled some of this like negativity towards blockchain gaming. And there's people that you know, there's people that say, well, you know, there's been games that have that have tried, you know, to recycle their tokenomics. You could purchase things with it, and and that it just didn't work. So they they blow it off as like never being able to work. But what people don't understand, like I've been there, like I was in the heart of all of these, like you know 
click to earn, you know, uh, uh, super inflated uh, gaming ecosystems. And the, and the thing that I think people don't understand is, is the options weren't there. Like, like the best, that, the best that was happening was, you know, Axie Infinity, for example, what could you do with the token, with the, with the, the small love potion, you could breed more axes. Like that was it. There were, there's nothing else to be done with it. You couldn't buy equipment. You couldn't upgrade your axes. You couldn't like nothing. There was nothing else there. And it was that lack of use case for the currency that caused problems because I'm telling you right now, if there was, if there would have been a use case for like upgrading characters, if there would have been a use case for buying, buying limited edition, special moves, if there would have been a use case for buying, you know, other items or other worlds to participate in instead of their like, you know, uh, 25 level adventure th thing that sucked, you know, you did it one time and then there was nothing else to do. Right. If there was more options, you, you can, you can see the, the reasoning behind it. And that, and you know, and that, that uh, actually infinity for, I, I can see there, there was probably some players out there that, that found that a, a, a fun game, like some of the competitive players, but I mean, it, it was a very, very, um, you know, uh, loop loopy game, right? It did the same loop over and over and over again. So it got, it got uh, uninteresting really quickly, but th that's the same system that all of these games have followed. You have one use case for the token and the, the token is super inflationary. So I think I, I agree with you completely. I think that once we see these, these games that have been in development the last couple of years, right? Like we see games like Alluvium that's been in development for a couple mm -hmm. of years now. Star Terra is moving over to a new blockchain, which probably pushed their launch date out another year or two. Um, you've got the uh, what's the what's the uh, um, Galaxy Quest type game, uh, uh, Phantom Galaxy. Phantom Galaxy that's being developed. Like all of these games, like th like the demos even were were fun. You know, I could I could understand mm -hmm. myself playing these things just for fun as a game. And if they get that right to where the user interfaces is fun and the game is is uh, interesting and develops and they allow their tokenomic system to actually you know make your game experience better i think that you're right completely i think that that, that there is a, a a very strong argument that those can become very popular um i also think that they'll real, bring real gamers into the space because i think the majority of quote-unquote gamers that were in the space for the, the 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 games we've seen in the last two years we're not really gamers. They were investors like myself, right? Like, you mm -hmm. know, they came in to make some money off of it. They weren't about playing the game or the longevity of the game or, or whatnot. And I think that's going to be a big thing when we get real gamers in here playing these games. Um, so my next question, my next question is, uh, so so let's talk about the future of, of guilds, okay? And, and what the potential is for gaming guilds or conglomerates of gamers um, when we start seeing these games roll out that actually have good tokenomics, that are fun to play, that get, that have expanding ecosystems and and user generated content and this stuff, what do you guys see the value in in gaming guilds and gaming conglomerates during that time frame? Like, what's the value in that versus me just being? What would be the value of me being part of a gaming guild versus me just jumping as a player and playing those games when they come around? Yeah, it, it very that's a very good question, and uh, I actually really like it. Um, it's an interesting point and an interesting um, sort of, I mean, because you can anticipate like these, these, these things are going to happen where ecosystems are going to be much more complex. And you can almost expect that these major guilds are going to have an expectation, but maybe not to not, maybe they won't have a level of expectation with these, some of these more complex systems. And I think more importantly is their members because if they don't serve their members in the right way i think they're going to lose a lot of their uh their their user base well they'll just they'll just start going into other guilds and stuff like that right and so i think what needs to happen is that i mean this could also present opportunities for more smaller niche guilds that sort of understand this and what you what that can provide for these smaller guilds is a you know, if they were to if if they were to understand these complex systems, is that you can take these bigger guilds and help onboard them within these more much more complex systems, and you would break it down into like like sort of like what we mentioned earlier into more digestible, consumable pieces of content where you take their user or take their community, go on an AMA or something like that, walk them through the different products, uh, you know, show them how they all interoperate with with one another you know why go cross-chain if the if the platform offers cross-chain functionality why go cross-chain 
Why is that important? You know, how does that protect the government's token? All the, the like the, the nuts and bolts, but it's linking the reasons why and why it's important that we go caution, why it's important that we stake the, the government governance token. You know, it's all to protect the governance token. So there's certain mechanisms within the infrastructure. And if you understand or within this the within the infrastructure to protect governance token within these much more complex systems. And being able to walk or take these bigger guilds and walk them through this sort of process and ascend their members uh, uh, to get more familiar with the whole ecosystem and how they can participate. And then even more so what these larger guilds can do moving forward as these ecosystems are much more deliberate in how in, in their sustainable or in how they go about sustainability by introducing certain mechanisms where back in where before um, farming sort of lending and leasing was only native to like these guilds. Now, as these ecosystems become much more complex, they have it baked in within their uh, their platform. So, yeah. you know, we, these guilds are gonna have to pivot within their existing model. And, you know, we can definitely, you know, walk them through that process and how they can pr- bring value back to the, to the members. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I think it's, I think there's a good point that you're talking about. And I, and I think that, uh, and I hope, that the guilds that develop during the next few years as this comes out, that they have that that type of mindset, which is to not only support a group of players inside of each game, but to teach these players, you know, about the 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 uh, the points of sustainability of these games, of how to utilize all of the all of the different um, uh, assets and complexities in the game, and how to. How, I mean, I think it's going to be so interesting because it's it's such a step above what we see in Web two gaming guilds, right? Because in Web two gaming guilds, we get together and we're like, hey, you know, we'll do group quests and here's some question and answers about the game. And if you got, you know, you help each other out with like different quests or different things and that that's great. But, but this is almost run like, I mean, it, it, the web three gaming guild, it has the potential to like, to bring people into this whole new horizon of, of, of gaming being, being ownership and gaming and, and sustainability. And I mean, it's, it's, it blows my mind when I think about it because the, the complexities and the, and the, um, the future of it is just so bright and so rewarding. And so many people are going to make, uh, have life changing experiences from this stuff. I, I think it's, I think it's super important that, that we have guilds out there that are not only about the, 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 on, the profit and the onboarding, but are about teaching. Um, that are about bringing people in because a lot of people are going to come into crypto for, for gaming. Right. And I think it's, it's, it's once they get here showing them the, Hey, yeah. So here's the gaming here, but did you know that with the governance token here that you guys can put these in liquidity pools and, and make a side income by helping the protocol stay afloat, like things like that, man, that, that are going to be so, so important. Um, and I think it's a great point. Cyan, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. And I think like, again, the way I always frame it is like, okay, what is, okay, so we have this idea of what the future is going to be. What are the, what are the existing gaps in the scaffolding that we need in order to get to that future? And I think everything you both just said is, is key to that. Like we need, edu- like we need a sustainable way to like get people educated and like how to support the protocol. Um, I think we're, you know, I do think that guilds are a low, are pretty, like, I don't think people realize how, how big guilds are going to be. Um, It's like one of those things where, you know, anything we say here, you know, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, it's going to be like off because it's like, it's like, imagine like if we, if this was 1997, we're like, Oh dude, like social media, like how crazy is that going to be when everyone's like talking to each other online? We, it's hard to envision it. You could, if you were really thinking about it, you could, you could have thought like, Oh yeah. Like, once everyone can just communicate to each other online, that's going to like change the world. But mm. it's not like you'd be able to describe Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, right? So I think like we're almost at that place with guilds. Like I don't really know exactly what it's going to end up being, but I know that like I think they're going to be huge because it's going to simultaneously, it's going to be solving like a double-sided coin in the market, like where you have the, the protocols, the, the projects that are building a game and they need users, they need marketing, they need this whole educational infrastructure to onboard people in a way that like other like Web2 games don't really need that. They obviously need a market and stuff, but they have all the money to do that. And yeah. they, they're on they're on a couple platforms or on Xbox or PlayStation or PC you know, and they have their, their distribution channels, right? Right. There's no distribution channel for web three. There's no marketing, like there's no established marketing yet. There's no user acquisition. Like yeah. this is something that all the, like that guilds, like if you become a powerful guild and you play your cards, right. You can become 
the user acquisition for a project and they will give you a bunch of benefits for that because you are you are providing them a service. You can yeah. educate people and like make them want to be a part of your guild because if they need help, they always know there's someone there to help them. They always know they can get the details on, on what they're doing. You could have someone like Mr. Biz sit there and go, okay, you have zero dollars. You don't have anything to buy in the game. Okay, well here we have this established proof of like, okay, if you go and do this for a little bit, you'll collect this. And then that's a good, yeah. just like a financial advisor in life, yeah. right? Like these yeah. could be like, heads, you know, so there's all these things and all these ideas like fill my head. Right. And like, there's only so much, like, I don't know what's, what's all going to come to fruition. Yeah. And I can't snap my fingers and make it happen, but I, I, I want to be a part of like creating that future essentially. And so that's what we're trying to do at the round table is identify what those needs are and try to plug those gaps find solutions for those needs that we can provide a service to both oncoming users and the protocols that we, that we find uh, to be worthwhile. For sure. For sure. And I I think there's, I mean, there's probably hours we could talk just about theoretically where the space could go. Um, You know, I've, I've, I've had those conversations because in my mind, I'm, I'm an investor, right? I'm an investor at heart and I've built businesses, you know, for the last over a decade. And to me, I think, I think um, projects like what you guys are describing, like gaming guilds, I think are going to be some of the most monetizable things that, that can possibly exist in the next 10 years. I think it's going to be a once in a lifetime thing because I think that crypto game, crypto gaming is going to make, make the market crap of the market cap of, of crypto right now. Crypto gaming in five years is going to make that market cap look like nothing. Um, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I think that, I think that, the idea of, of, you know, gaming, I mean, there's so much potential because guilds can come in and they can be early supporters of gaming projects now. And I mean, you're, you're going to see guilds that have large holdings in like land ventures in, in projects that are going to have large um, that, that are going to have the ability to to bring a large group of people together to complete like crazy quests for like crazy rare, rare items. And there's just going to be so much. I mean, it, it's literally going to be a in real life economy in the metaverse in gaming and pe- people don't understand that exactly <laughs> exactly game- so it's unlimited like it, it it's, is it's like you don't know what's going to happen imagine if like in so again i i keep going back to this because it's like an easy analog but it's not perfect but like imagine if like social media when it first came out if it was like okay if we take over as like content creators like if a bunch of us got together and we're like okay we're gonna like post things on social media and be a content creator before like that was really a concept and like you could actually there was actually like a limited amount of like market space almost and like by 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 producing more in facebook early you could have like actually owned a piece of facebook and then monetize that ad space later like imagine how much wealth you could have created because it's like you don't even know what is going to come into the space later so if you own a piece of it and that's what guilds are going to do they're going to own pieces of these really uh these really well uh you know lucrative protocols yeah like, for sure for sure and i actually want to do i want to i want to type this so i made a prediction about four or five months ago and i'm going to say it right here because i want to pull this up within the next five to ten years and, and show this I, there there will be a, a gaming guild with a market valuation of over a trillion dollars within the next 10 years. I, I know it. I know it absolutely. It's, it's a mathematical certainty to me. Um, I, I believe that there'll be a single gaming guild with a market cap of over a trillion dollars in this space. Um, because like you said, the, 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 uh, the in-game economy um, and the, in, in, in w- w- with the technology of blockchain tied into it is as massive as the in real life economy. It is. And, and, it, and in some, in some, some part of me believes that within the next couple of decades that 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 digital economies are going to surpass in real life economies. I think that that everything we do is going to be and this will this will also not just be gaming. It'll be, you know, j- just experiences in the metaverse. It will be, you know, VR and all this stuff together. But it, but I believe I mean, there's such a massive market coming. And, and uh, you know, that's why I love talking to people that are on the uh, on the beginning, because this is literally like you're sitting there over Steve Jobs shoulder in his in his garage right now like you know th- 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 just right putting on paper blueprints for the first you know pro- for the, his first products and that's how early we are in this space and i think it's i, th- I think it's just crazy amazing so um what what I, one thing i want to do here is because we got about 10 minutes left so i i want to uh, do a closing statement from each of you about you know how people how you think people can get involved any closing thoughts you have on, on gaming and crypto but i also want you guys to let me know what you're currently excited about in the gaming space in 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 crypto right so give me one or two things that you're that you're currently excited about any closing thoughts you have um, and then anything that you would like you know the the audience to know anything that you want to, to have put below as far as like social medias discords anything like that 
and we'll, we'll, we'll go through that and then close off. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, what I'm really excited about uh, more so more than ever with, especially it's been ramping up over the last several months is seeing legitimate projects put these type of considerations towards a proper infrastructure, a one that can present a case for sustainability because that gives opportunity for new members to go out there and participate in these ecosystems and do it in the right way. You know, it gives them a fair shot. And so what I don't like is people who get in early that guess that, that because they're in early, they, get, they make the most gain. I want mm-hmm. it to be unilateral, fair, as, as, as evenly distributed as much as possible. And it's going to take a collective effort. It's going to take projects working with community members. It's going to take projects not working with every guild, but working with certain guilds to ensure that those guilds are the ones pushing that whole sustainable uh, participation model forward. And if we can do that collectively with project to guild, with like-minded in vision, united in vision, then I believe uh, you know, these ecosystems can go and build for decades uh, to come. And so that's what I, um, I'm most excited uh, about. And, it, in, and in anticipation for this, presents much more opportunity because you can bundle whatever you like into a service for other guilds, for other DAOs, for other, um, uh, yeah, exactly, for other communities where, you know, they don't just have to be a community where they just share alpha and all that, but they can actually find ways to fund their operations by participating in certain ecosystems for the community. So then that way they can reward contributors within their own community and that way it's not like you know it's not a, it's not a grind on on just building up the community front and so mm-hmm. really out of these much bigger complex ecosystems comes much more opportunity and it allows other communities to start to flourish and 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 find a way to support their own uh business operations by sort of managing assets or managing their own way within these gamify ecosystems so i'm really excited for these types of opportunities and i believe this is what's going to create this really strong foundation this culture in the next year or so and going forward if we all are like-minded in vision then we are literally the foundation the pillars for the new on are these new members and new guilds coming in uh, uh for the next decade to come Fantastic. Fantastic, man. I, I agree with all that. I think, and I, and I love getting to speak with somebody that's, that's, you know, not just excited about the, the, uh, the build out of crypto gaming, blockchain gaming, but somebody that actually is, has some vision, right. For the long longevity and, and how to, how to make it better. And, and that's just, it's fantastic. It was great having you guys on here. Science. What about you, man? Um, so yeah, like I'll, I'll go like one layer, I guess, like at more abstract, like obviously gaming guilds in some ways are DAOs, but I'm really interested in like, I'm, I'm very excited to see like how DAOs, just like the existence of them, just the ability to like, like how it's going to change, like what is going to be enabled by the fact that DAOs exist, like a totally new way for like there, there there'd be social coordination, like how many businesses can just like become DAOs? Like not everything. I mean, I'm not like a maxi in this. Like I don't like there are things that should be centralized, right? Yeah. But there are also going to be a lot of things that are enabled because there's an easy way to like decentralize like um, distribution of rewards and stuff. And one thing that we're working on at the round table is like one of just like the many little kind of trails we're going down is trying to kind of trying to create like a creator DAO actually, because I've always um like, I've never really been a content creator at all. Um, I've always just been like a consumer of like YouTube videos and stuff and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but that, but I, I realized there was a need and, and as I was trying to like begin making videos to, to fill that need, I was like, man, it takes like a lot to just make a video, like even just to put out this podcast, which is a relatively low lift as far as like video production goes. It's still like, there's still a bunch of things you got to like have an order. You got to have, a, and it's not, there's a lot of people that they're left, like they could contribute to some aspect of it, but they can't do everything. Yeah. And so something that we're doing at the round table is like trying to make a creator DAO where it's like, we'll basically anybody who wants to create content in crypto can like, can go, come, become a part of it. And we'll basically, we have video editors, we have people that write this, like that help write the scripts. We have, um, you know, people that can, you know, do music and stuff like that. 
and then people who will work on like the Twitter marketing and the this, right? And then, so uh-huh. what, what happens is like, you could basically join in and you could be good at like one thing, like maybe, maybe you're just like really good at doing the research for projects and you could like write yeah. a script, but you don't want to get in front of, in, the, in front of the camera and do it. Or yeah. you have no idea how to edit or you don't want to run your own YouTube channel. Like that's too much. Maybe you won't. And so this would be a way that you can come and pr- like in the, in the current world, that value that you could be producing is just doesn't exist. You, you yeah. never write the script because there's no one to go in front of the camera and do it. You never, yeah. so that value is gone. That is missing value from the world. And then, but if there was a case where you could come in and you could play your role and then all this content that's going on in the channel can be evenly, like can be fairly distributed to mm-hmm. everybody who contributes to that content. Like that's just something that like DAOs like kind of enable in a very easy way. And I'm, yeah. and we're trying to work on that and we're, you know, we're early. But, and there's not, you know, there's only so many people on board, but that's the point is like going yeah. out there and like getting people to kind of understand that and be like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm yeah. just excited to see where that can go. Yeah, well, that's fantastic, man. And that, that's actually that, you know, you don't understand how excited that got me because, because that's, that's what I think the, I think that all of these more complex things, like it, like there's complexity to producing content. Right. And I think that DAOs allow us, and, and, and I'm not a DAO maxi by any means. I think DAOs have a lot of a lot of problems, um, but I think that those are being worked out. But I, I do think that that DAOs, one of the functions that they do produce that's awesome is they they make complex things. They break them down into, into little pieces, right? And they allow all those to exist. I, I can tell you right now that a service like that that you're talking about, I, I would be I would be a, a user of that. Like I would right now I, I, because, you know, I, I – I'm a, I'm a speaker. I'm an investor. Do I, do I know how to, how to like uh, video editing and stuff? No, I suck at it. Right. Like I would love to be able to be like, listen, here's my, here's my content on my show. I need this edited. I need to, you know, to make it look good intro and outro, you know, these type of things. And if I can outsource that into a DAO that I'm part of like 100%, like, you know what I mean? You have my business. Well, DM. I'll DM you. (laughs) DM me, man. I'll I'll take somebody somebody (laughs) tomorrow to edit my videos for me. 100%. Uh, because I suck right. at it. So, so, I mean, so the, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and uh, I, I think that's super interesting. And um, I, I think that you, that you're, 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 you're looking ahead because the, it, you know, we know that we're going to, we're going to 10, 20, 30, a hundred, a thousand X, the market caps of, of, of crypto related projects in the next 10 years, we know it's going to happen. And what comes along with that, that comes along with, with thousands and thousands of gamers, thousands and thousands of content creators, thousands and thousands of information um, uh, pro- uh, projects and, and content coming forward, and somebody, somebody has to be the 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 on the forefront delivering those things, right? And exactly. it's coming. So so yeah, one hundred percent. So I, I'll I'll just do one minute of, of what I'm currently excited about in the in the, in, yeah. in the case regarding so. Um, I I am a gamer, I, I, and I, so obviously I I'm excited to play a game to, to, to play games in blockchain that I enjoy playing that I can actually own something in. I think that's simple and simplistic, but I think that that is, you know, I, I remember playing final fantasy back in the day. And if I could have owned like an Omega weapon or something like that in the game, that was personally mine. And, and people were like, you know, giving me bids to try to take it. And I'm hodling that, that son of a bitch, you know, cause it's, I, it's that my, my, that represents the hundreds of hours I put into the game. Like, I'm excited about that. I think it's super simplistic, but I think that 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 just there's something in a real gamer's mind that's like this is the representation of of the thousands of hours I put into this game. I think that's fantastic. And the one other thing, my that's my gamer side. That's 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 Mm -hmm. something I'm interested in. Now, my investor side is I am interested in in the next couple of years of having having the uh, the the. um, uh, uh, opportunities to invest in the in the governance of these protocols right so that that's twofold that the, a lot of these chains which i can't even say the chain it is right now because it's i've been sworn to secrecy hush hush but i'm in i'm in talks already with some gaming related uh chains that are looking to uh decentralize in their node operations right and i i am i am a huge believer that node operators for gaming centric blockchains are going to make a fucking killing in the next 10 years because a lot of these they don't a lot of these uh the blockchain related um uh, uh or the, the gaming related blockchains that are being developed right now they they they're not going to have the decentralization that say you know uh, ethereum or cardano or any of these have they don't need it as opposed to having 40,000 nodes they're going to have 50 or 100 and and to have one of those or two of those or three of those 
and being able to to have the tra- every transaction that goes across on these blockchains when these huge games come in is going to be a monetary typhoon. I think that's going to be amazing. And the same thing with with um, with like you know governance staking and liquidity provision um, with these games, like 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 bringing liquidity to the to the uh, the swaps and transactions on, on dexes and centralized exchanges that they have. I think there's going to be so much monetary value in these things, um, and I'm excited to. To jump in and uh, and and uh, see how that goes, but guys, I, it, it happened just like I said. I, w- I want to talk to you guys for another hour and a half, but we don't we don't we can't go over an hour on these things. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll do it again. Have, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll, we'll come back again and and and, and talk uh, uh talk uh some more. I know that we have you know the majority of, of people in the Alpha Mutants are, are gaming centric, so I think it's a great topic, and I think that that people love listening to it. But um, to close off, guys, if you guys have not subscribed to the channel here. Please do so. Um, you know, like and subscribe. We we try to bring you content that's relevant, that's cool. And uh, you know, in five years from now, you're gonna be watching this video and be like, oh my god, there's here's here's item after item that these guys were talking about coming to fruition now. And it, it's going to be crazy. I'm telling you, it, it is it is coming. Um, also down below in the description, I'm going to have the links for um biz and siam for their social platforms and then uh, are you guys uh are you guys taking are you guys at an open discord currently or is there is there there uh yep okay yep cool. so, so we can put a link yep so i will i will have their discord link if you want to get in super early on projects that have vision like these guys have of of uh the 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 coming wave of of gamer centric um uh, uh retail investors and retail game players and all these things coming in and you want to be on the ground floor Come in and and uh, and check out their Discord, um, you know, and and see what what you can do. And obviously, like Cyan was talking about at the end, even if you only have one skill set that can that can uh, contribute, um, there's a place for you uh, in in uh, blockchain because we can we can put these skill sets together and make great things happen. So once Amen. you guys think. Thank you so very much, Biz. Thank you for being on, man. Cyan, thank you for being on. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Um, and until yep. next time, you guys get out there. Get investing, get learning, and let's make those crypto gains and let's build this crypto ecosystem. I'll see you later on Crypto Kitty.